What's up, fight fans? This is John Scarmato, leader of the Paragon Sports Group. And you're listening to the Fight Forever League podcast exclusively on FFL+. Let's go! And welcome back. First show of 2022, John. Great to be here. So good to be here, Max. Finally back in the studio. We've had multiple months of being on the road. MSG, Vegas, of course. Uh, I was in O'Hare Airport, Chicago. Uh, it's been crazy, man. We've been all around. Of course, We, we spent some time in Colorado, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, it's nice to have had the holiday break. Uh, but it's also great to be back delivering you this premier content that you can only get, baby, on the FFL podcast. You know the routine. Exclusively on FFL Plus. Let's go! Go! All right, John, today's pod, uh, we're going to be talking about 2022 a lot. We're going to be talking about the year to come. The year to come. (laughs) There's just a... There's just a... There's just a... A handful of days uh, that have already come and gone in yeah. 2022. A lot more days to see. A lot more fights to see. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly where I want to get started. I want to get started with fights that are already booked that we know uh, we're going to see. Yep. There's one big one that's coming up this month, John. Oof. Cyril Gan, Francis Ngannou, the undisputed heavyweight champion will be crowned. Got to talk about what's happening. Yeah, we have to. And after such an unbelievable 2021, Max, I mean, we've we've talked about it at length. Really feel like 2021 was the best fight year of all time. I mean, certainly since I've been a fan, uh, there's been some great years out there. But from start to finish, I mean, through the pandemic, with all the circumstances, UFC delivering an unbelievable year and uh, culminated in December with Charlie Olives winning that lightweight championship. Shocker of the century, Juliana Pena just chokes out Massive Amanda upset. Nunez. She's going to choke her. She's going to choke her. Oh, she's going to choke her. She's going to choke her. Oh, she's out. Um, but yeah, 2022 is shaping up to be an unbelievable year with, with already what's been announced. And of course, we start at UFC 270, Francis Ngannou, the Predator, versus Bon Gamon, Cyril Gan. Man. For the heavyweight, for the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. Crazy fight. Yeah, it's going to be an absolutely insane fight. Um, very few fights, I think, can give me the jitters pre-fight that a Francis Ngannou fight can give you. Uh, and really, all heavyweight fights that have any sort of stakes kind of give you that. But it's just different with Francis because you know that he, he can fight erratically. And we've now seen him fight a little more patient. And he just has this ability that when he touches you... It's significant. Death so touch. It's a death he, touch. He has sure. the death touch for sure. And he's going up against an extremely talented kickboxer in Bongamon. I'm a huge fan of Cyril Gan, And uh, I think this fight we're going to see is similar to the fight we would see if we got the Francis Ngannou-John Jones fight. Not calling Cyril Gan John Jones. I would never do that. But their styles are similar. And uh, I'm... 
I'm so excited for this one, John. Um, we're not going to make picks. We have plenty of time to do that. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited to see that one, and I'm excited to see the co-main event, the Triology. Triology. The first fight was absolutely fantastic, one of the best fights in 2020. I think it's really between that and you want to Yun Jacek, Zhang Wei Li, depending oh, on what, what more is your flavor. Yeah. Uh, the rematch, pretty one-sided. Yeah. Pretty one-sided. It's It seemed like Brandon was completely prepared uh, for the roundhouse body kicks. Yep. Um, and just looks... Do you remember how sharp Brandon looked that the night? The boxing looked so sharp. The boxing looked and sharp. And he just he, looked... He, he's, looked he dropped ahead. him. He yeah, dropped he him dropped early. Him. And then uh, we saw him get the choke and clinch it in, and it was nasty. nasty. And we were talking pre-fight then about the weight cut and how difficult that was from Davis and Figueredo. Yes. And uh, I don't think the difficulty of the weight cut goes away. So that's going to be definitely something to watch. Very interesting. Is Does this fight happen? Yeah. It's in 18 days. Does this fight happen? Can can Figueredo get the weight down and can he get it down to a point where he's healthy? He's had some time to do it. And uh, he's surrounded himself by a new training camp with Henry Cejudo. Yep. And we know how Henry Cejudo has kind of dominated multiple divisions. It is going to that that to me is the question though. Does Davidson come in looking healthy? Yeah. And we saw the week heading into the fight, it it was so clear to me that he did not look well. Yeah, he didn't um, look good. Especially a couple of days before. And it's a tough cut. It's a tough cut for him. Um, it, again, I think he'll make it. I don't know how healthily he'll make it and how well he'll end up performing, but I think he'll make it. But if he doesn't, look for one or two things to happen. Look for Alexander Pantoja to step in, who has a win over Brandon Moreno. He does. And, and was, was rumored to have the next shot. Yeah. Got hurt. There were some rumors. Absolutely. So and if he hurt. doesn't, People called it a far, far cry in hell that this would happen. He demanded his next fight be a title fight after he absolutely blitzed, blitzed <laughs> Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. No love, God. Uh, could we see Kai Kara France step in, weigh in uh, as the backup? But I think neither of those happen. I think we for sure yeah. see... Um, I think we see a very professional flyweight championship yes, fight. absolutely. Whether or not Davidson shows it inside the octagon yeah. with kind of the fatigue is going to be a different story. Absolutely. Uh, I'm excited for that one, Max. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, another fight, not official official yet, but rumored to be happening February 12th. Israel Adesanya, Adesanya defending that middleweight championship against Bobby Knuckles. Big time rematch. Crazy uh, this rematch. one was all Adesanya first fight. Uh, definitely looking forward to this one. John, any thoughts on it? Uh, I, I think it's going to be one of the most competitive middleweight championship fights that we've seen in a long time. Honestly, when you look at all the championship fights that we've had over the course of the last few years, there there hasn't been a ton that have been like this. I mean, yeah. Robert Whitaker has looked unbelievably good since the loss since the loss Izzy. To, to yeah. Izzy and um, he is coming in as you could argue a more complete fighter than Israel Adesanya yeah and I think that's a real tall test of course easier said than done to conquer the mountain that is Israel Adesanya yeah continues to get better um, just looked so good against uh, the shrimp right yeah Vittori. he looks so good on a different level um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this fight plays out. I expect this fight to be 
much different than the first fight. I don't think uh, we see Robert Whitaker getting completely starched again. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been looking real solid. I expect this to be an instant classic. Wow. Uh, I think it's going to be an incredible fight. No yeah. predictions too no, far away. Too, too but early I think we're going to have a very competitive. Yeah, fight. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Look for the length and reach of Adesanya yeah. to play a big part. Absolutely. It did in the first fight. Can Whitaker neutralize that? Um, Wow, that article right there. Yeah. Next, we're going to move on to three fights you want to see. Three fights you want to see, John. I'm going to kick things off. I can't wait. A fight that I want to see in 2022. Uh, it needs to take place. I want it to take place. Um, if it doesn't, that can only mean one thing. Um, and I'll explain that in a second. I need to see Valentina Shevchenko challenge Amanda Nunez for the women's bantamweight title in 2022. I think it's uh, I think it's time. I know Amanda doesn't have a ton of weight cuts left at 135, as we talked about on the podcast early. Um, there's a small, tiny, tiny, tiny part of me that thinks we might have seen the last one. Um, but I do think Amanda's going to answer uh, to Juliana Pena after that loss. And I do think we see Amanda uh, defeat Pena in the rematch. And I think it, uh, I think it happens in a way that almost leaves no doubt, very little need for a trilogy, um, or the trilogy just gets put on the back burner. Wouldn't be the first time we've seen that, right? Uh, thinking Diaz, Connor, I, 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 I think Pena loses the rematch, and then the next person that should fight Amanda Nunez should be Valentina Shevchenko, and I need to see that fight in 2022. Dream fight, man. What a massive, massive fight. And it's crazy because we've seen it twice. Yeah. And both times it's like, it's not exactly what you want to see. And I think it's because we hype it up because of their performances against everybody they face. And I'm not even saying this next fight would be a good fight, but I do think that Shevchenko would win the fight. Yeah. I mean, the second fight was very close. Very close. Extremely close. And that fight took place in what? 17, 2017. So you're talking about two fighters that have grown leaps and bounds since 2017 valentina shevchenko is unbeatable yeah like unbeatable right now there is no one there's nothing that gets me out of bed in the morning in that flyweight division right now she's cleaned it out so um i think for valentina you know she's she has talked about not necessarily needing that fight um and dana's even said like there's no need to create a fight like that like just own your division you know be the best flyweight of all time but there is something to be said for legacy, and I think if you're Valentina, somewhere in your mind you have to think having two titles would be a big accomplishment. For Especially you. after seeing Amanda Nunez now lose, right? Yes, very vulnerable. Very vulnerable, yeah. uh, can be beaten, mm-hmm. and I think um, I think it happens. And the cardio of Valentina cannot be questioned, so it's Absolutely be not. very interesting. All right, John, what do you want to see? I'm going to go non-title. Okay. I'm going to go non-title. Uh, I want to see in 2022 the return of Joanna Yunjacek, and I want to see Wei Li Zhang, Joanna wow. Yunjacek, to set up a number one contenders fight. I think that sets up uh, sets up some some nice structure to the strawweight division. I think we see Rose um, Carla Esparza's next. She takes care of Carla Esparza, and then you get the winner. Could you imagine either? The trilogy, right? I mean, again, Whaley's lost twice now, but when you consider the way Whaley lost that last fight, it was very competitive. It was a very competitive fight. 
Ioana, 0-2 against Rose as well. But, again, Ioana coming back after a long layoff, what's she going to look like? If she dominates Wei Li, wow, that is a fight I want to see. I want to see Rose... Yoana 3 at some point. That would be amazing. But let's start with the most obvious booking, which is Whaley, Yoana coming back, trying to reclaim her, her crown. Um, that's definitely a fight I want to see in 2022. 100%. That is, uh, that is my dream fight for Yoana uh, this year. Um, I think there's a small chance it's Marina Rodriguez. Um, I don't love that fight as much as I do think that would be a very, very good fight. Um, but after what they gave us in 2020, I I need to see Yoana Whaley too. Have to see it. Um, Back to you, Max. Yeah, my next fight is unbelievable. My next fight <laughs> is so... unbelievable. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say this: that if I don't get this fight in 2022, my prediction is I never get it. It has to be now. That's. Okay. That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, and it's going to make sense in a minute. But I went a little selfish with this pick. And it's a fight I want to see because my favorite fighter is in it. I need to see oh my God. the best boxer in the UFC yes. return in 2022. I honestly think this can happen win or lose against Alexander Volkanovsky. Losing to Volk for a third time is going to be tough for Max Holloway. Um, I almost hope that he doesn't fight him next. I hope he fights this guy instead. But I need to see Max Holloway versus Conor McGregor too. I need to see it. Uh, it can happen at 155. Yeah. Max will go up to 155 because I don't think there's any chance in fuck that Conor McGregor I mean, can weigh 145. Right yeah, he's 190 right now. Yeah. But uh, I need to see that fight. I think it is a huge money fight. It would probably break almost all the UFC pay-per-view records, uh, except for probably the Conor Nate Diaz ones. Um, and it doesn't need a title around it. Just put it there. You can you can give that some credibility of being kind of a number one contender fight. Because if Max Holloway defeats Conor McGregor at lightweight, he absolutely uh, has a call to say, hey, I've also beaten Charlie Olives. Now I beat Connor. It got Dust in a title shot. Where's my title shot? And uh, it also would provide a ton of momentum for Connor McGregor to defeat Max Holloway a second time. It's one of the few kind of rumored inkling return fights for Connor that uh, I actually think would be close. Listen, I'm the biggest Max Holloway fan in the world. He's my favorite fighter. I would pick him to beat Connor. But he's not going to wrestle Connor. Connor's not going to have the, the danger of the takedown. He's going to stand there and he's going to want to box with him. And he's not going to knock out Connor McGregor. I mean, he could, but it's not likely. So you take the ability to knock Connor out and the ability to wrestle Connor away. And that's a great matchup for Connor, regardless of who it's against. So I would love to see that fight. I think it would be a close fight. I think it would be very similar to uh, Connor and Nate Diaz, too. And uh, I absolutely need to see that next year because I feel like if it doesn't take place next year, Max and Connor will never fight again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that is that's an incredible fight. I mean, not just the two names involved, but to your point, the styles, right? Uh, Max doesn't have a ton of power. He's going to be moving up to a, a heavier division, which doesn't necessarily lend itself to having more power. 
right? And, uh, if you're moving up a weight class. And then um, you have Connor, who is coming off back-to-back devastating losses to Dustin Poirier, who is a hev- a significantly more durable fighter than Conor McGregor, a stronger, just an overall stronger presence than uh, Connor is. And now he's going to go against the guy who he'd probably be stature-wise pretty solid against, right? And that would be a great fight. I would love to see that. Um, a five-round fight for Conor McGregor right now seems like a pipe dream. Just him getting into those deeper rounds, and it just seems unlikely. It would have to be five rounds. Yeah. It, it of course, to. it would be yeah. a five-round fight, but just knowing how good Max is in the yeah, later all rounds, five rounds yeah. compared to Conor. Uh, we saw that against Nate Diaz, right? We did. Nate Diaz poured it on in those last few rounds. Um, great pick. Yeah. Great, great pick. Um, mine... You know, I think one of the easy ones to just talk about is Connor versus Nate Three. Yeah, uh, incredible, incredible. I would fight. love to see that. If these were, imagine his last two fights what are Max to, Holloway and Nate, and Nate Diaz. Diaz. Yeah, what a way to go out! Crazy. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the welterweight division. Okay. Kamaru Usman has had an absolutely incredible. Uh, this run he's on right now. The 2021 that he had. Yeah. Shuts everybody up about his power. Yep. Knocks out. Gilbert Burns. With a jab. With a jab. Are you going to hit me? That would be crazy. Um, That was close. Uh, Comes back, hits... The cleanest right hand I've seen in my entire life. We've ever seen. Um, And Starch is a guy who's never been knocked out. Starch is. Completely flat. Knockout of the year for me. Flat. Flatlined him. The the sweat orbits? Yeah. The aura around him? Photo of the year, easily. Um, and then dominates Colby Covington outside of a round or so, yeah. right? Colby. Nobody gives Colby more than two rounds. Yeah. If you do, you're wrong. Exactly. Exactly. So Kamaro, amazing. Since moving to Trevor Whitman's gym, he's just on a different level. Yes. And then you have this phenom. Oh my In gosh. the welterweight division, Boers, Hamzat Chemaev, career almost ended by COVID. Mm. Comes back in 2021 and just blows the doors off of Gillian, right? I mean, just picks him up in front of Dana. He's calling for Brock Lesnar. He'll smash everybody. He doesn't care. Hamza Chemaev is one of those guys where I, outside of some of the names we've already mentioned today on the show, I can't think of someone who's had a bigger rise in terms of their overall um popularity and their excitement when you when you are going to watch a Hamza Chamaya fight you're you're on the edge of your seat right um clearly there's a lot of work to be done to get to a dream fight like this but I think we do right I think we do I think there's no chance Hamza loses to anybody in the division uh I'd love to see that Covington Hamza Chamaya fight that'd be an amazing fight but I would love to see Usman absolutely taken to the brink I want to see Usman in very deep waters, and I think the person who might be able to do that is Hamza Chemaev. So uh, I want to see that fight. Yeah. I want to see it so bad. I want to see it in October, November, towards the end of the year. Maybe you get the Leon Edwards Usman fight. At, at Usman wins. Hamza beats a top ten guy, um, maybe a top five guy if he gets a fight like that, and and then you see that fight. I would love to see Hamza Chemaev, Kamaru Usman. Wow. I would love to see that fight as well. Um, 
I'm, how do you bet against Kamaru Usman at this point? Yeah, you can't. But it also feels like you can't bet against Hamza Chimaev. Yeah. That would be tough. What would be the line, The odds right? would be what crazy. Would be um, so, my next fight, it was difficult to only choose three, John. Yeah, There's right. a bunch of honorable mentions yes. we'll touch on. I don't want to take your thunder, though, so yeah. I'll wait to mention those. Uh, but I can tell you right now, you're not expecting my third pick. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's hear it. I want to see... A champion move up in divisions to get a crack at becoming a double champ. And I want to see take place probably around, depending how things lay out, October, November, maybe, maybe September, giving some space so that each of these fighters maybe have a, a chance to fight a third fight this year. Because uh, I know how active, especially one of these guys, likes to be. I want to see after a successful oh defense against Robert Whitaker, oh my God. Israel Adesanya move up in the fall to fight Yuri Prohaska oh for the what light heavyweight championship. What a fucking fight! For the light <laughs> heavyweight championship, that is a fight I need to see. Obviously, a lot needs oh to happen. The martial arts. Defending against Whitaker is no, no small it's ask. Tough, it's a tough fight. And I I think Yuri, I mean, if you look at the line right now, Yuri is favored to, de- to defeat Glover Teixeira. But nothing's confirmed that that fight's even taking place. Right. So I need Yuri to get that fight. Uh, I would love to see Yuri defeat Teixeira. And uh, if he were to become light heavyweight champion, what a first title defense against Israel Adesanya. And that removes the wrestling. The problem with Izzy yes. is his fight style. If he wants to go up against a wrestler at 205, he's going to have to weigh more than 190 pounds on fight night. Yep. He just is going to have to. Absolutely. And his fight style is to be super quick. And I don't know that super quick is going to beat someone like a Glover Teixeira or a great wrestler like a Jan Blachowicz that is going to be weighing 220, 230 pounds on fight night. Yuri's not going to wrestle him. He's not even going to have his hands up. What an incredible martial arts fight that, that would is, be. Uh, yeah, that would that be awesome. Such an incredible pick by That's you. my third fight. You're a son of a bitch. For picking. <laughs> That's, That's such an incredible fight, fight you just yeah. picked. Because you have uh, Izzy, who is just leaps and bounds faster, more accurate. Um, the micro feints, everything about Izzy standing up is just world class. And then you have this unorthodox, ultra powerful, ultra violent. Um, fight style in Yuri Prohaska who seems to get better every time he's in there but one thing that's really interesting about his fight style is he takes a lot of punishment Yeah, and there are absolutely windows in which you could see Israel Adesanya capitalizing on some of that that first round against Reyes unbelievable yeah what a fight that would be. Uh, Izzy, if, if, if anybody deserves a crack, it's, it's Izzy. Yeah. Um, I think the only other person, if, if anybody else held this middleweight championship, Kamaru Usman would be oh, all the way up yes. in, that, yes. in that ass at middleweight. He would, if Robert Whitaker wins this title Watch out for that. Izzy decides, you know what, I'm just going to go fight. At Watch out for that. See, Kamaru Usman's coming for it, yeah. for sure. And no one has earned a chance right away at fighting at a higher weight class mm-hmm. than Kamaru Usman. I mean, he's been so dominant. Yeah. Um, great pick. Great Thanks, pick. Uh, I mean, it's hard to pick one. There's some honorable mentions. Yeah, there's like there's I've got at least mentions. three. Yeah, there's some honorable mentions. I I'd be remiss uh, just as a as a fan of martial arts if I didn't say 
uh, a dream fight that I have in 2022 is seeing the return of John Jones yeah. in some capacity. I have to see John Jones after not fighting last year. I have to see him back in the octagon at heavyweight. At heavyweight. Yeah. He's put so much work into getting himself right at this weight class. I want to see it. I yeah. want the the anticipation for him making that walk, getting into the octagon. We see what he's like for the first time in the heavyweight division. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Goosebumps, man. Yeah, so it's gonna be crazy. I don't care if it's Cyril, Cyril Gan, if it's Francis and Ganu. I gotta Stipe. see that fight in the summer. I gotta see. Could be Stipe. Yeah, maybe Stipe, but I gotta see John Jones next year uh, in twenty twenty two. It's a it's a dream fight for me. Whoever he fights. Wow, that's an incredible pick. Yeah. List off some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I. Would love, love, love to see Piotr Jan, TJ Dillashaw. Oh, what a fight. They look similar. Yeah. If you take the hair away. Yeah. <laughs> they got the same. They look extremely Something's similar. Uh, I think Jan beats Sterling again, and uh, I would love to see him fight TJ this summer. Yeah, I'd love to see Jose Aldo versus Dominic Cruz. What a fight that would be. That's big. Those two legends. Just think of the um, embedded series for that. The lead up to the fight with all their young WEC footage. These two sons of bitches. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I don't know that it happens, but my favorite matchup for Alexander Volkanovsky. You got to say it. Is Henry Cejudo. Yeah. You, yeah is I, Henry Cejudo. Was, Just, I was saying that next. He's short. Yep. Uh, he's short. They're both short. Yeah. Cejudo's a little shorter than Volkanovsky. Volk but, would look so big compared to but, Henry Cejudo. I mean, if if Henry got to to one forty five, I mean, it could be that'd be crazy to see Henry go to get a third belt in a third division, never been done. It's incredible. It would be. It would be incredible. It would be cool to see. I would pick Volk in that fight, but it would be great to see. It'd be so great to see. It was it was the next one I was going to mention. Wow, is, here we go. Yep, is Henry Cejudo coming back um, and and fighting Alexander Volkanovski? Uh, got another one for you in the here featherweight division. Nice. Yair Rodriguez comes back. Mm-hmm. T-City, Brian Ortega. T-City, man. That man. fight would be beautiful to watch. They it both would. had... They, they both, in my opinion, have overperformed expectations. You know, yeah. when, when Brian Ortega was going into that fight against Volkanovski, no one gave him much of a chance. Right. Um, he, sh- he showed a lot in that fight. He did. I mean, yes, he got destroyed by Volkanovski, but... He, his his stand-up has improved tremendously. He's got incredible submissions. And then Yair Rodriguez, he didn't have a, a hope in the world against Max Holloway. And, man, did he show out in that yeah. fight, right? So those two would be great to kind of see the featherweight division shake out a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of fights. Out yeah, there. I've got we a good talk one. All day. Yeah, tell I've me. got a good one. Sugar Sean O'Malley. For this fight to happen, I think he needs... At least one win. One more win. Over Dominic Cruz. Okay. Or I could see this fight also taking place if he gets a win over um, maybe somebody just around the top 10 or so. Uh, but let's say he fights Dominic Cruz, gets a win. Wow. Or Cheeto was the other name I was okay. thinking. Yeah, if he gets the rematch for sure. Cheeto, sure. beats Cheeto. Yeah, that would be a big win. Either of those wins. I would love to see in 2022, in the middle, probably the summer, if not the summer, maybe into the fall, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Rob Font. Wow. Fab Rant. Fab Rant. Where are you at? Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be a massive, massive fight. Yep. And that could set up 
Let's say he beats Dominic Cruz in March. Let's say he beats Rob Font in October. Sugar Sean O'Malley <laughs> versus TJ Dillashaw wow. or Piotr Jan in December. Wow. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy. But yeah, I would love I would love to see uh, this. <laughs> oh, plot twist. Oh my god. Yeah. It's Bruce Arians. Yeah, this uh Yeah, it's his daughter. Wow. There's uh no way that Sugar Sean doesn't get a step up in competition this year, and I would love uh to see the Dominic Cruz fight, unbelievable. Uh, but also Rob Font is my, my dream yeah. fight for Sugar next year. There's a lot of great fights. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a chance that uh, Aldo and him cross paths. But, I would but, hate that fight for sure. But another another great Tough fight, matchup. right? I, I yeah, just think is. Aldo is Aldo's in a place right now where it's one more title chance yeah. for him, right? Yeah, and last I think run. The, the Aldo-Cruz fight makes a lot of sense to it me, does. right? Because Cruz has a lot of momentum. Uh, Aldo makes a lot of, has a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. The other one too that's out there that's been talked about is TJ Dillashaw versus Jose Aldo. Yeah, because that's also a beautiful fight to see. It is. Two. It is. I think that would be a great first title defense for TJ. Yeah. I I'm in the camp, which it may not end up this way, but I'm in the camp that I would love to see TJ fight for a title next. His win over Dillashaw, as controversial as it was, sorry, over Sandhagen, as controversial as it was, it was a super close fight. A lot of people had Corey. Uh, it's a win over the number one bantamweight in the world. Yeah, two years removed from being the best bantamweight in the Never world. Never lost his title. Mm-hmm. Had to give it up. I think he should fight for the title next. Yeah. Um, and he would have if he didn't get hurt. So uh, that's the fights we want to see yeah. in 2022. We'll be back with you right after this ad. This portion of the FFL podcast is brought to you by Genshin Impact. And with more, here's John. Thank you for that, Christian. Genshin Impact is a role-action playing game published and developed by MiHoYo. This is a game that is free-to-play and is monetized through gacha game mechanics. And of course, Genshin Impact developed by the great Kai Hayaoi, and the composer on this specific game is Yu Peng Chen. Of course, Everybody knows that Genshin Impact takes place in the fantasy world of Teyvat, which is home to seven distinct nations, each of which is tied to a different element and ruled by a different god. If you go to the PlayStation Store and you purchase the digital version of Genshin Impact, Genshin Impact is free to play. Uh, the promo code will get you uh, multiple avatars inside the game that will be redeemable on June of 2024. Genshin Impact. The only way to win is to play. All right, guys, we're back, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start things off here. We're gonna be talking about who's gonna hold the titles at the end of the year. We're you know almost 365 days into the future here. It's uh, it's December 2022, year's almost up. These are the title holders in the UFC. Let's go. Starting with strawweight. John, I had a good one for you here. I think the strawweight champion in December of 2022 is Thug Rose Namajunas. <laughs> I don't see anyone beating her at 115 she's with trevor whitman who is on an amazing run as a coach 
Um, he doesn't have all the wins and losses that, say, like a Khabib does because he doesn't have as big a camp. But he's got big wins. That's the difference. I mean, Khabib is coaching a lot of fighters that aren't as big as Islam Mahashev. Um, where Trevor, every time he steps into that octagon, it's a main event. It is. And uh, he had three main events in one night, he sure basically. Did. And went 3 and 0. <laughs> and went 3 and 0. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Trevor Whitman. I'm a huge fan of Thug Rose and this new I'm the best version of her. Uh, and I think she is the best. I think there's a small chance we see her prove that. And she moves up to 125 at some point. But that's for another discussion. December 2022, Thug Rose, strawweight champion. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think Thug Rose is the best strawweight on the planet, and she proved that against Wei Li Zhang. And Wei Li is one of the toughest, I mean, in any so tough. any other situation. I mean, Wei Li is the undisputed strawweight champion. She yeah. just is. Um, she's got the power. She's super violent. She's got great wrestling. And Rose really proved, especially at 268, that she could deal with every bit of yep. Wei Li Zhang. So I don't think there's anyone who gets in the way. I think I think at the end of the year, Thug Rose is up for um, female fighter of the year, but but overall yeah. fighter of the year. I think she's going to have an, a Strong massive year. 2022. Strong year. Yeah. Flyweight, super easy for me as well. Come on now. <laughs> it's Valentina Shevchenko. <laughs> I don't even need to say more than that. Yeah, I we're, think, not, we're not gonna. Yeah, the only thing I might say is that uh, there are some potential interesting uh, matchups out there for her. Uh, there's some talk of Wei Li moving to 125. You know, the scenario I laid up, if Doug Rose moves up to 125, which these fights only come about because there's literally no one at 125 for Valentina. There's some good prospects, but none of them are you know necessarily ready right now. So... Um, yeah, it's Valentina in December. Yeah, it is Bullet Shevchenko for sure. I think um, the only question is what she wants to do, yeah. and that's going to be a real question. I love what you kind of teased mm. in the strawweight division. Man, would it be cool if after a really great 2022, if Thug Rose decides, you know what? Let's see. Yeah, that would be good. That would be an interesting fight. Uh, 135 It's the last women's division we're going to do. 145 barely exists. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure we see Kayla a 145 title fight. If we do, Kayla Harrison, yeah. that'd be crazy. Uh, but at 135, currently Juliana Pena. Uh, I'll be very interested to see if either of us have her as our bantamweight champion in December. I don't, John. I have ending the year 2022 bantamweight champion Valentina Shevchenko. Wow. Yeah, I think she. I think she picks up that belt. Um, from either Pena or Nunez, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I talked about earlier a fight I want to see, obviously, is Valentina versus Nunez. I don't think that needs to happen. I think if Valentina doesn't fight Nunez next year, it's because Nunez lost to Pena again. I don't think there's a real good chance that happens, but let's say it does. I think that's Valentina's opportunity to step up 135, take the title from Pena. Um, and I would favor Valentina in either of those matchups. So Valentina, yeah. 135 champion. Wow, that's a that's a that's big. Yeah. That's big. I think um, you know the UFC and Dana have been kind of reluctant to uh, dip their toe into that in in having Shevchenko move up and fight for bantamweight. I think it's more likely that if somehow Pena holds the title through most of 2022, that 
Valentina moves up to fight Juliana Pena. I think for some reason the UFC is kind of... I don't know that either one of those fighters want that fight. If I were if I were Bullet Shevchenko, if I were Valentina, I'd want that fight. I think she wants the fight. Yeah, I hope so. Um, But for me, the most likely outcome, especially with injuries and layoffs and 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 what I could project seeing out, I think the most likely outcome is that Amanda comes back, completely destroys Juliana Pena, makes sure everyone knows that it was a fluke. She wasn't ready. She wasn't in shape. Whatever it might be, she beats Juliana Pena and she ends the year in 2022 as the Bantamweight champion. 2023, very interesting, but I think Amanda Nunez is your Bantamweight champion at the end of 2022. All right, John, let's move on to the men's divisions. Uh, We'll start off with the flyweight belt. Flyweight title, currently it's Brandon Moreno's. He's going to be defending it in 18 days against Davison Figueredo. Flyweight, um, I've got a Dagestani takeover, man. The Deaf Demolisher, Askar Askarov. Wow. Flyweight champion. It's time. 125 it's champion. His time. It's his time. Uh, by December. Whew. This is a tough one. Uh, Kai Carr Francis showed me a lot, man. He yeah. is stepping up big time. He's got a well-rounded game. I could see him challenging. A lot of power. Um, it's so tough. It's so tough for fighters to hold the belt the whole year. I mean, that's why, like... Outside of Kamaru and a couple of these other fighters, it's tough. It's tough to continue to defend your crown. And I think Brandon's going to have to defend it almost three times in 2022. That's yeah, tough. It's tough. It's tough. Davidson's a yeah, tough when fight. You, when you're defending in January, it looks it's to be tough, an active yeah. year. So it's tough for me to go with Brandon Moreno um, just because of that principle. Um, man, this is a tough division, Max. It is. Uh, I'm gonna throw it out there for city kickboxing, man. I think uh, Kai Kara. Okay. I think Kai Kara France. Uh, whoever he fights next, you know, maybe it's Askar Askarov. I don't know. Um, I think he's one win away from a title fight, and I think he's got the well-rounded game to become flyweight champion. Okay. I think city kickboxing has got a few champs in nice. 2022. All right, little we'll preview. All right, uh, bantamweight, crazy division. Crazy division. It's the most stacked division in the UFC yeah. right now. Um, in my opinion, most competitive. I mean, you can name, I can name at least six people that I honestly could see holding this title. It's such a big division. Obviously, you've got Jan, you've got Sterling, there's Sanhagen, there's Dillashaw, there's Aldo. It's crazy. And then there's Font, there's there's O'Malley. I mean, it's stacked. It's ridiculous, yeah. But the person I think holds the title at the end of 2022 is Marab Valashvili. Oh my gosh! Yes. Marab, dude! Marab. The, awesome. From New dude. York. Awesome. The New York Marab. I love that. Yeah, Marab. Ray Longo product. Yes, right out of the Sarah Longo camp. Yep. Uh, I absolutely love Marab. Um, I think he showed in his last fight versus Marlon Marais the, the, the recovery, the heart, the ability to hang in there yeah. and prove that regardless of how the fight goes, if you're on the ground with Marab, the fight is going to end. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, and I think he's an extremely tough matchup for every single person in the bandweight division right now, save for one. That's Piotr Jan. Yeah. And I think uh, I think Piotr Jan fights Marab in December. 
And I think Marab wins. Oh my god! What a crazy what pick! Unbelievable! What pick a crazy pick! Going out on a limb. Yeah, that's big. Next year, we're gonna be listening to this pod and giving reactions, screaming to me saying Marab. Screaming! I can't believe you did, really. it. you did yeah. it. It's the little hat that he it's has. It's the hat. The yeah. hat is gorgeous, man. Yeah. Um, wow! What a pick! Yeah. What a pick! I think this is uh, this is the year for me. Bantamweight 2022. This is the year that everyone fully comes to terms with the fact that Piotr Jan is the best yeah. fighter. Maybe not even just in the Bantamweight division. Wow. Pound, pound for pound, pound he will be right up at the top. Uh, his performance against Corey Sandhagen Elite. was outrageous. Elite. was outrageous. Um, I think he comes back, continues to get more and more well-rounded. You're not standing with Piotr Jan. You, you, you absolutely cannot stand with he him He might actually point. be the best boxer. I mean, he's unbelievable. So I don't think uh, Dillashaw has a, a recipe to beat him. No. I really don't. If you I, compare the, I, I the don't. fights against Sandhagen, it's tough. I don't. Dillashaw was hurt, but still. I think, I think an elite wrestler stands the best chance. Mm. Uh, so to your point, it's not not crazy to think about. I, I, I'm a little bit worried about Marab maybe stumbling before getting to Jan, which Absolutely. is an interesting dynamic. I think he's but, only one fight away. Yeah, he is very close. Yeah. Um, but Piotr Jan is on a different level for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I think this year is really going to cement him as um, there's no paper champ, no controversy, no losing his belt for an illegal knee. None of that. It's no. all gone. Yeah. Yeah. Piotr Jan. Well, wow, I love that pick. Yeah. Uh, that would be my pick if I sure. wasn't trying to go out on a limb. Yeah. And you uh, did. You sure did. I sure did. <laughs> yes. Uh, featherweight, dude. Featherweight, this is one of the few champions that actually held the title the entire year. Yes. And uh, he did so by defeating Max Holloway twice. And Alexander Vol- uh, Volkanovsky also defeated Brian Ortega mm-hmm. in one of the craziest moments of yeah. the year. Um, this one's tough for me. This one's tough for me because it's hard to imagine Volkanovsky, who's an incredible fighter. But I feel like he lost the second fight to Holloway. Going a whole nother year without losing that belt or stumbling. Especially when you think of how close he's gotten, right? So the first fight versus Holloway, super close. I gave it to Volkanovski. Couldn't believe what I had seen. The second fight, again, close. He didn't lose 4-1 to one to Max Holloway. No. But I had it clearly 3-2. Holloway to two. won that fight. He it was did. a split decision. He gets the win. Dominates dominates Ortega for most of that fight. Five rounds almost of that fight. There's a two and a half minute portion of round three where he could not have been closer to being submitted. 100%. Um, So that's three moments where just one judge thinks differently or you just can't get that last bit of air and you tap. Um, So it's hard for me to pick Volkanovski doing it. That being said, I'm picking Volkanovski to be the champion at the end of December. Yeah. Uh, and the caveat I would throw in is that I don't believe he fights Max Holloway again this year. Yeah. I think Max is on to uh, bigger, bigger purses. Yeah. I don't think he's interested because I think he doesn't really gain much from that. Max is bigger than the featherweight title right now. Uh, I think literally, I think he's going to start fighting at 155 now that he's beaten Yair. Um, and I think that, you know, if you fight Volkanovski again and God forbid lose another close fight, let's say the exact same thing happens, split decision, Volkanovski wins, 
There's just three close losses to Volkanovski. It doesn't do anything for him. Yeah. It's not a huge money fight. And if he gets the title, cool, he's featherweight champ. Who's he going to fight next? He's cleared out the featherweight division. Volkanovski a fourth time? Yeah. Or do you move on to fighting a lightweight anyway? So I'm going to say, even though all signs are pointing to Volkanovski Holloway, Holloway's going to hold the title the rest of the year. Sorry, Volkanovski's going to hold the title the whole year. Uh, I agree with you. I think the, the, the thing that stops Volkanovski is someone that can outwork him. Yeah. And if it's not going to be Holloway, then there's no one on the planet that can do that. Yeah. So to me, Alexander Volkanovski is getting better. You know, he is he's still somewhat new to the sport. I mean, he's a rugby guy, converted himself yeah. into this world-class UFC fighter. And he's only getting better. I mean, his performances are they are getting better. He is getting stronger. Um, he is, you know, formerly a guy who was just going to decisions, but like he almost put away, he should have put away Brian Ortega. The fight should've. should have been stopped. Yeah, Herb Dean? I got a problem with Herb <laughs> he Dean. He fucked that up. He fucked up. But yeah, I think it's Volkanovski. We're yeah. going to go with that. Lightweight. This is a crazy division. It is. Considered the best in it the is. UFC. It There's so many names is. you could pick. So many ridiculous. names. It's ridiculous. ridiculous how many names you can pick. Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, Charlie Olive, Benil Dariush, McConnor McGregor, Conor Dustin McGregor, and my pick for 2022 champion, Islam Makhlchev. Makhlchev! I, I have Islam absolutely getting this title um, by the end of 2022. Let's just call it in November, December. Um, maybe sooner, honestly, but I, I just think he's at another level. The defensive fighting is where he really separates. Everybody thinks Makhachev, they think the wrestling, the takedowns, the ground and pound, the submissions, and all of that is elite. Yeah. But he is the greatest defensive fighter of all time as far as the level of not getting hit. The only person I think that compares right now, but it's so fewer fights, is, uh is a guy at welterweight, Hamza Chimaev, that has yeah. been, it's like a one-to-nine strike ratio yeah. in three yeah. fights or something like that. But Islam, he's just so good at avoiding getting hit. And then you mix in the wrestling, yep. the takedowns, the submissions, the fact that not only is he on this huge winning streak, he's not even winning by decision like Khabib was winning early in his career. Early in his career, five-round decision. Or three-round decision, three-round yeah. decision. That's Khabib. He is stopping these fighters with submissions that don't get stopped, yeah. that don't get submitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got him being lightweight champion by the end of next year. It's incredible. Um, Holding the title in December. Yeah. Islam is is a great pick. Yeah. Probably, I'm very excited to hear probably, him say. Probably should be the pick. Um, I think everything is pointing to him being the heir apparent to Habib. Yeah. Um, he's got, a, in my opinion, a skill set that is even more devastating than Habib. Yeah. And um, but my pick for the fighter that holds the lightweight championship. I can't believe what you're about to say. At the end of 2022. Yeah. Is none other than Charles Oliveira. Wow. Charles Oliveira. Um, his last two fights have proved to me that um, he can handle. All the adversity that he's going to, oh, to get. And I think, uh, to me, Oliveira is really coming into his own in terms of a prime. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. 
Um, but I think, uh, I think to me, the only, the only question I have about Islam is not so much his ability to defend standing up. It's when you fight a elite level grappler, mm -hmm. elite level, I'm talking about the highest submission, most submission victories in UFC history, uh, a guy who is an absolute wizard on the ground, right? Um, the question is going to become how well can Islam defend and defend consistently against that? And I think Charles Oliveira gives him the biggest challenge yeah. from anybody. Um, I think I think we're going to find that out we are when he fights Benil. Out. Yep. I think we'll find that out. Um, man, what a big pick. I'd be curious uh, to, to hear who you think. Because if you have Charles holding it the whole time, does he... Like, who does he defend against? Yeah, two like, that two, list has got to be crazy. He's got to be fighter of the year if he does that, right? Two defenses. Two defenses. In left. 2022, two defenses. Yeah. The first defense yeah. is going to be against Conor McGregor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, I think Charles has made it clear who he wants to fight, mm -hmm. and that's Conor McGregor. Yeah. He wants the money fight. I think he beats Conor. He deserves it. I think he beats Conor McGregor. Yeah, same. same. And uh, I think Justin Gaethje just gets so so beside himself because he deserves that title fight. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. After what he did to Michael Chandler, he deserves it. Um, I I think it's so sad that I don't think Justin Gaethje gets that fight. Wow. Unbelievable. Rough. Okay. Um, welterweight. Yeah. I got a bit of a surprise pick for you. Okay. I think the, uh, I think the welterweight champion, by this time next year, Hamzat Chimaev. And I'm not necessarily sure that Hamzat defeats Kamaru Usman. Uh, I just don't see Kamaru having another entire year being flawless like he has been. Um, so I'm gonna pick Hamzat. Yeah, I am also picking Hamza Chemaev. And I have Hamza Chemaev going straight through Kamar Usman, actually. I think Kamar Usman has had an unbelievable 2020, 2021. And I think it continues in 2022. But I think Hamza Chemaev is just a... He's, he's a runaway train, man. He he's is, too big. He's runaway train. He's too big. And... Um, Max, I'm going to say something else. I'm going to say something else. <laughs> this is going to be absolutely insane, but I'm going to say it. Mm -hmm. I think Hamza Chemaev is on the same trajectory as Conor McGregor in the sense that I could see Hamza running through Kamaru Usman, not even defending that title, winning the featherweight championship like Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor, yeah. and immediately saying... I want to smash everybody. Yeah. I'm going to middleweight. Wow. And I'm fighting Israel Adesanya. Wow. For that championship also, i.e. Eddie Alvarez, yes. lightweight champion. Wow. I could see that everything is in place for Hamzat to do that. If he impressively beats Kamaru Usman, who's going to deny him the opportunity to, to fight, fight Israel Adesanya? I can't. How insane would that, that be? That would be insane. The only thing that would be more insane is if it happened. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it can't both happen. But yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be insane. Uh, very, very, 
very strong pick. I feel very good about that. Uh, speaking of middleweight. Yeah. Who do you got? <sighs> in my car. Oh, wow. That was close. Um, honestly, if it's if he gets through Robert Whitaker, and it's a if that's a tough fight for yeah. Israel Adesanya. It is. If he can beat Robert Whitaker, which I believe he can, Israel Adesanya will end 2022 as the uh, middleweight champion. And it may be primarily because he only defends it once. Wow. I think, you're, to your point, we could see Izzy at light heavyweight. Yeah. Um, but I think it's Israel Adesanya. Okay. I'm going to go uh, with the same pick. I'm going to keep it boring. Yeah. Uh, I think Izzy's unbelievable. He's really elevated and showed that he can take anyone at middleweight. Yeah, I think the... Level. The ex- Sorry, the exception could be Hamza Chimaev, but I feel really good about it. Wouldn't it be something? Here we go. Light heavyweight. My pick to hold the light heavyweight title in 2022, December. We're about to end the year. Yuri Prohaska. Yuri Prohaska. I think he gets the title from Glover. And I don't think he loses it. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of... How much I hyped our boy earlier. He's unbelievably so good. Uh, There's just something special with Yuri. Yeah. Something special out there. Yeah. Something mystical. The fact that he doesn't doesn't have to block and he eats a lot of damage, (laughs) but it does nothing. Um, He's here for a good time, not a long time. Because the chin is going to give up at some point. I just don't think it's this year. 205. I I really want to see Israel Adesanya move up. Yeah, me too. I don't know if it happens. I don't know if the timing makes sense. Um, he is does. fighting Whitaker in February. Yeah, it's So early. it's possible that it, is. it could line up. Um, I think the more likely thing is that Yuri Prohaska ends the year in 2022 as the light wow. heavyweight champion. Wow. Yeah. We've had very few of these divisions we're picking who has the belt now. Yeah. Uh, Glover Teixeira, I didn't think he had a chance. Prove me wrong. He did. Will he prove us wrong? Maybe. We'll see. Let's wrap this up, John. Let's wrap it up. Heavyweight champion, baddest man on the planet. Yeah. 2022. It's a crazy division. It sure is. I'll let you start. <sighs> this title is going to change hands multiple times in 2022. Mm. Okay. The first time it changes hands is Cyril Gan defeating Francis Ngannou. Okay. At UFC 270. All right. The person who's ending the year with the heavyweight championship of the world, the baddest man on the planet in 2022 is Johnny Bones Jones. I think John Jones comes back. I think he puts all these personal issues aside. He's always had this plan, 2022, summer, I'm coming back. I'm fighting at heavyweight. I don't care if it's Francis. I don't care if it's Cyril. I'm fighting. Um, I think he gets it done. I think he comes back and looks like the scariest heavyweight we've ever seen. Wow. I think it's John Jones. Okay. Okay. That's absolutely incredible, John. (laughs) The person that I think is going to hold the belt in 2022 is one of the most scariest individuals we have ever seen. Yeah. They're absolutely crazy what they can do in the octagon. They're a phenomenal fighter. Yeah. I think they go down. They've had some stumbles along the way. I think they go down as one of the greatest to grace the octagon. Wow. Because I think the person holding the title at the end of 2022 is John Jones. (laughs) 
I think John yeah, Jones gets I it think done. John Jones. Uh, I think John Jones gets it done, and uh, I think that would be an incredible story at some point uh, to take place. That might be me just going with my heart yeah. instead of my head there. But I think uh, you're right on that. John yeah. Jones, we can agree there. Yeah, we disagree about January twenty second. It won't matter by the end of the year. Yeah, rest, rest assured, it John Jones is coming. It won't matter. Yeah. All right. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks, Max. Yeah. So happy to be back in the studio with you. Yeah, the Just studio the, sounds beautiful. Everything is uh, feeling right and... Uh, feeling good. I'm sure we'll be back to talk about more FFL and... Absolutely. WFA action. Yeah. This content, this elite-level content, provided to you by John and myself, going in one place, and that is... The FFL Podcast, exclusively, you know the routine, on FFL Plus. Let's fucking go!